Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, and welcome to the first ever mini episode of the Maker Mom podcast. Uh, This week, we will be kicking off a four-part mini-series talking with the sisters of Simple Goodness Sisters that do farm-to-bar products. That's right, they grow things, and then they use those things to create simple syrups and garnishes for all kinds of different drinks. Um, And they reached out to me and wanted to talk about how to garden with your kiddos especially right now uh, the weather it's springtime it's gorgeous outside we're all stuck inside a lot or at least stuck at home because of quarantine right now so it's the perfect time to start off a new project with our kids and even i who is not a fan of gardening have really gotten into it and i'm enjoying the time with the kids digging in the dirt so uh welcome to the first ever mini series of the make mom podcast and here we go maybe start with like if you guys could give a little bit about your kind of story like how you got started yeah belinda do you want to do that you're really good at that (laughs) (laughs) sure uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at this. <laughs> I started a mobile bar company in 2016 uh, with the idea that I wanted to be home with my family more, have a little bit more of a flexible lifestyle. I was looking for some way to leave my corporate job, mostly my commute. I actually loved my job um, and it had great benefits, but my commute was awful and it just meant that I was barely able to be a mom once I my uh, maternity leave. So right before I had my second child, I decided to leave that job and really go all in on this mobile bar company. And that I thought would allow me more flexibility, more creativity, and just kind of have that work life kind of melding that I was looking for with my kids. And in doing that, I found that I wanted to do a farm to table concept, but for event cocktails, but I was really having a hard time sourcing the unique ingredients that I wanted to get past just your basic vegetables and fruit. Um, The things that I wanted to feature weren't necessarily grown in quantity by local farms or advertised that way. So I started asking my sister who has a farm and was growing garlic at the time to grow some of that stuff for me. And then I just kind of slowly took up more and more space and more and more of her time and her interest. And she saw how well the drinks were doing. And that's when she started to say, okay, our next company is going to be a packaged mixer company because people go to your events, they love the drinks, but then they want to try them at home. And right now there's no way for them to do that other than a really lengthy recipe and explanation of like how they can do it themselves. And people just clearly weren't going to do that when I would start to explain it. Their eyes would glaze over. They'd look immediately disinterested and be like, okay, well, never mind. (laughs) So we thought we would start to bottle those cocktail mixers that were so popular at events and come up with an actual brand for it. So that's how Simple Goodness Sisters was born. 
and kind of how we started working together through the two companies as well. Awesome. Um, all right, so why don't we start with, um, you had reached out to me because you guys wanted to kind of share with uh, the audience of moms who, especially right now, who are perhaps home with kids when they're not usually home with kids and we're getting into um, springtime and whatnot. So you guys had some really great ideas about how um, you could share the joy of gardening with their kids. And so I want to give you guys a chance to kind of run through some things that uh, you find when you're working with your kids um, out in the garden and uh, how uh, the audience of the Maker Mom podcast can also enjoy doing that. Yeah, well, I'll just start, I think, by starting a farm-to-bar mixer company that obviously involved a lot of farming, but also just running a business in general, all of a sudden we had a lot of hours that we were putting into this thing, and it was never going to work for us personally if we didn't find that process enjoyable and if that process didn't incorporate our kids. So we didn't really have a question of whether or not we were going to incorporate them from the beginning. It was just kind of how we decided to run our business. And then through that necessity, I think we ended up finding a lot of joy. And that's what people have started to watch on our Instagram and really engage in and get excited about is seeing us out in the fields with our kids, seeing us explain these, you know, kind of sciencey concepts in a really fun and concrete way in the garden to our kids. And then we get to skip our homeschooling for the day. So <laughs> I know Venice does, she, so she actually lives on the farm. I visit the farm frequently, although it's sad that we can't right now. And then I have a little, um, kitchen garden at my home as well. So I do a lot of raised bed gardening and I grow everything that we like to eat in the spring and summer. And then Benice does that as well, but she also has where we grow commercially for our products. So she's in the garden even more than I am with her daughter. And I'd say her daughter also has more of an attention span for the garden than mine <laughs> do. Although they just have different interests. Like my boys out there and trying to find snakes every time. Um, but Venice, why don't you start talking about some of the things? Do you want to introduce your kids and kind of ages so that people? Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask that question about how old your guys' yeah. kids are. Sure, yeah. So I have Henry, he's five years old, and I have Hayes, who's two, but he's almost three. And you know, so much happens between the ages of two and three. So he's kind of at that age where he's starting to get a lot more things, he's copying everything his brother does. Um, and he's really just catching on to a lot right now. And I have Dayton, and she's five. Our kids are actually born two weeks apart. Um, so they have been raised kind of like twins. <laughs> um, and then I have Cash, so a girl and a boy, and Cash is about 18 months. So not to the point where he's helpful at all, and um, it makes everything take like five times longer. So I do do a lot of gardening during naps. <laughs> mm -hmm. And also, I just wanted to, uh, maybe you guys can hit this point home. So what you're going to be talking about, these are, should be things that everybody can get some access to right uh, things to grow in the garden that everybody should be able to have some good access to yeah we know that um, 
I mean, first of all, one thing that I love about gardening is it's very affordable and you can do it on all different scales. No matter if you want to be more DIY with it, it's definitely going to be less expensive than if you choose to buy like pre-built garden kits at a store and buy all of your soil in bags, you know, then it can get a little bit more expensive. Mm -hmm. But as a hobby for a family, I would still say it's a very affordable hobby. Um, and then you can certainly make everything very inexpensive and you can also do it on a really small scale to start with and see if that works for your family first before you decide to invest in more equipment. That's really what I've done is I've just built my garden a little bigger every year, added more and more equipment every year. Um, you know, to start with, I just went around and watered with a watering can and had a few little buckets and, you know, you can do that for next to nothing. So mm -hmm. uh, price wise, it's definitely accessible to everyone. Um, you can do it in no matter what kind of home you have, if you're just, you know, in an apartment with a balcony or you have a little bit of space outside for pots, that works just fine if you don't have, you know, a single family home with a yard. The other thing is accessibility right now during the quarantine, um, nurseries are an essential business and so are hardware stores. And the really great thing is all of the ones around us will take phone and online orders. So you can just do curbside pickup for any of the materials that you need. And most of the seed companies that we order from, we order through the U.S. Postal Service anyway every year. Um, or you can get starts, um, little tiny baby plants that have already been started for you. Um, I recommend that especially for your first year. And those you can get from nurseries curbside as well. So there's definitely access to everything that you would need to do this. You okay. can also get starts online. Um, I get a lot of my starts online. They ship them very fast. And right now is a great time because in the summer, it can be a little bit crazy um, whether or not it gets too warm during transit and then you mm -hmm. do have some loss. But the spring is usually a little fair weather. And um, I, you know, a lot of times they're, they're more bulk, but you can certainly find them um, in bigger sizes and kind of ready to go. So. Okay. And, and luckily, um, the audience and the other maker moms that I generally uh, talk to for the podcast um, are all very handy, as you brought up. So making their own garden beds and stuff is something that most of them can totally do if they haven't done it already. Um, so as you guys were talking, let's get started with uh, what to buy. That's the first step, right? What, what needs to get bought? Yeah, so this is where Belinda was talking about you can go kind of as expensive or as affordable as you want and your budget allows. So um, the first one is potting soil. And if you're going to start your own seeds, I do recommend buying potting soil. And um, they range around here anywhere from like 4 to $8, um, depending on whether or not you go organic or not. I usually buy organic, especially when I'm planting with my kids um, because their hands are in the dirt and then they're putting their hands in their mouth and all of the things. <laughs> um, and so I do recommend spending the extra $4 on potting soil. soil. You don't use a lot of it. So I grow a lot. I'm growing on about an acre. Um, so a lot more than most people. And even with that, I bought like eight bags to get started and that's it. So it doesn't take a lot of potting soil. Um, if you're just doing a small area, you probably only need one bag. <laughs> um, and then the next thing are kind of the tools. So we use small shovels. My kids love small shovels. Um, you can get them at any hardware store. Um, 
And then uh, those little fork tools that kind of look like rakes. And um, those are really great if you're going to be gardening in a raised bed or in the ground because you can, the kids can make the ditches with those. Uh, Belinda, you want to talk a little bit? Yeah, I would say too about the shovels, like depending on how much you choose to actively involve your kids in each step, you can also be using recycled materials instead of shovels. Like you can use an empty yogurt container and scoop up dirt with that. Um, I think they're having their own tools makes them feel kind of special and cool, but I know that kids also lose things. So I tend to save a lot of things like yogurt cups and bring them out to the garden. Um, and then I'll find them maybe a year later underneath a bush or something. Um, that's a good point. <laughs> the individual small pots are another thing that you really want to use with kids when you're starting a seed. So that's what you're actually going to put your potting soil that you bought into and put your seed in and watch it grow. And that's for any plant that you want to start in kind of a protected environment rather than putting it right into the ground or you need to start it in a warmer environment indoors. Um, you'd want to do that in a little pot. And what we recommend are these four by four plastic pots and no one should ever pay for those. They're free yeah. in the recycling dumpster section of every nursery or home goods store that I've ever been to. So just go ask if you can take some of those. And the reason we recommend those is that there are those smaller ones that are maybe, I don't know, four, four inches by like eight inches and they have six little pods. Those get really complicated with kids. It requires more supervision. They like to squish all the little pieces. They like to like push the dirt back out. If you just have one pot, it's easier for little hands to work in and grab and move around. So definitely do that. And then you really need a good way to label it. The number one thing that happens every year with my kids is things don't get labeled or they move labels around. And so you'll want to use plastic labels. What I do is whenever I buy a plant that comes with one of those little labelers, I'll just save that in a pile in a little Ziploc baggie. And then I'll just use a Sharpie to write over the top of whatever was there. And then I put it in my pot. But I also do a tape labeling system um, so that tape is harder usually for the kids to move than those little plastic pieces. So that way I know for sure, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> what's actually in the pot. Um, and then you'll want a big bucket to put that potting soil in because you're not actually going to take it straight out of, the, out of the bag and put it into your little plastic pot. First, you want to get it wet and mix it. And this is the most fun part to do with kids. It's a big mud bath and they love it. And so a big bucket or even just mixing it right in your wheelbarrow, um, those both well. And it keeps everything a lot cleaner because then you make this kind of mud and slurry by putting some water into your potting soil, getting it pretty wet to where a clump together, but not so that it's soupy like mud. And that's what you're going to want to put in your little pots when you start a seed. Yeah, the working out of a bucket rather than a bag also just keeps you from wasting a lot of potting soil because inevitably that bag is going to fall over 20 times <laughs> through the process. And then it's going to become this really fun um, pile of dirt to play in. So. Yeah. All right. So again, that was Belinda and Venice of the Simple Goodness Sisters. And uh, I appreciate them reaching out and starting off this new mini series of four episodes for all of you to listen to and learn about gardening with your kiddos. And uh, just uh, a little hint, FYI, 
the last episode we'll be talking about some fun things you can grow in the garden that make really excellent drinks and I don't know about all of you but after almost eight weeks at home with kiddos definitely mama needs a drink so um, I hope to see you back for all the other mini episodes. We will be having one of those a week. And if you enjoyed this mini episode and want to check out the rest of the podcast, Maker Mom Podcast, uh, that comes out weekly every Friday. So you can go ahead and check that out. Best way to find how to listen to that is at Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. And um, I will see you all next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Mm -hmm.